45. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. Psalm 32. Yep. Psalm of thanksgiving to the Lord about the reality of forgiveness, right? Yeah. I think uh, many of us come to Christianity and believe that forgiveness is like the ABCs right. of the gospel. Right. It's like, all right, I'm forgiven. Let me move on to other things that I find that I feel is more important or more uh, heavy or more theological, whatever. But I think here, man, in the Bible's witness says that like, this is A to Z, right? Like, right. What God does to us, for us in forgiveness um, is really something that should mark our entire lives. Right. And, the world so yeah um yeah the thought i had here man the joyful aren't necessarily perfect people but forgiving people right you know, right right like, man it's not that we come to christ and become perfect but it's like no we're happy because we're forgiven yeah man i i love this psalm for all the reasons that you said right that it's easy to when we think about our sin and repentance asking for forgiveness it's easy for us to stay away from it because we think of the process of it and all the emotions that are involved in the process, right? Mm -hmm. Grief, sorrow, angst, then it just feels weighty. Uh, yeah. But I think repentance is encouraged when we don't focus on the process of it, but the product of it, right? Not mm -hmm. how it feels in the midst of it, but what it produces after it's done, right? And so this is a Psalm about sin and repentance and forgiveness, but it's also a psalm about joy, right? Yeah, that he just yeah. starts off and he says, yo, how joyful is the one whose sins are forgiven? So immediately the tone, the tenor, the mood is set, right? If there was a soundtrack underneath this psalm, it wouldn't be a, a, a like dirge, right? Like a funeral procession. It mm -hmm. would be celebratory, right? Right. That's right. what this psalm is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And he uses, yeah, he, he says a lot in the first two verses, right? He's going to use, you know, four different words to talk about sin. Right. Three different words to talk about what God does. Right. right? So he's going to say transgression, right? Mm. The idea of just this rebellion against God or, and he says sin in general, which is, you know, just deliberate offense toward God and iniquity, right? right? The sense of going astray and deceit, the idea of hypocrisy and all these things. But he's going to use, yeah, these verbs to say like, no, like God is the one who covers it, who forgives it, right? right. Who's not charged, right? right? All these different words to talk about um, what the Lord does. And again, it's not just like you said, man, it's not just that we think of yeah, some people can think of Christianity as God wants something from me. Right? Right. He wants me to do this. He wants me to do this, do this, do this. Right. But it's like God wants something for you. Right. right? Like mm. he wants something for you. He wants joy, this blessedness. And this echoes back to Psalm 1, right? right? Where it talks about, uh, where it kind of governs the book, the life that God desires for his people. Right. One of blessing, happiness, and flourishing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Man, and you drop down to verse 3, and it's all like, since one and two set the scene, it helps mm -hmm. you and I know what we're to do with our sin and whose hands we put it in mm -hmm. to get us to this joy. So verse three, he's like, yo, when I kept quiet about my sin, and I love that he's going to say when I kept quiet, because mm -hmm. this is him and his attempt of just trying to deal with it himself, right? That's good. Yeah. God knew. God knew, like, 
you broke the vase inside his house, right? God knew. Yeah. But he's like, yo, but when I kept quiet, he's like, it had an adverse effect on me. Like mm-hmm. yep. my like my spiritual condition mm. was so real that it had a physical effect on how I felt, right? And that's Bro, what this brothers, is facts. Yo, yo, that's what <laughs> right. That's what guilt and anxiety and shame does. It's not just mental. Like our bodies, our minds, our souls are connected. It has right. physical impacts. Mm-hmm. And then he does this thing, right? It's the paradoxical nature of Christianity. But he's like, yo, but when I actually open my mouth and I gave my sin to you and I didn't hide it, yo, things changed, right? Everything really is better when we put it in the hands of God, even our sins, our failures, and our mistakes. Yep. And it's like, again, to go back to the metaphor, bro, it's a type of willful spirit spiritual indigestion right? Mm. Where we bottle That's these good. things things up yeah. and it hurts us like right. you said man and the irony is david is like yo i concealed my sin right yeah that's the same verb that is used for what god does or it wants to do for our sin god wants to cover our sin but he's uh, like i want to cover my sin ah uh, that's good right? Right. And so like, why are we trying to take God's job? We're terrible at it. Right. <laughs> right. 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 And so, you know, yeah, like, again, this weight, this burden is something that we were never meant to carry. Right. right? And anybody who has had unrepentant, unconfessed sin knows this. Mm. And the reason we usually don't confess sin, bro, is because we believe Satan's lie. Right. That we're going to receive judgment instead of joy. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and that is a lie from the pit of hell. Right, right. right. And we see the psalmist going. He's like, "No, but I confessed it, and I received the blessing right. that comes with confession of sin." I'm, if you're listening to this today, confession is the best way to live. And and uh, I was about to say, Paul, David is gonna go and say, "Yo, like, I will instruct you and show you the way to go." In other words, this is the wisest way to live, bro. Yeah. It ain't wise to just right. go hide your sin and. Keep it in the dark. You don't know the the, the long term adverse effects it could have can be detrimental. Right. Yeah. Man, and this is good news for broken people, right? That it's like yes. this, right? Um, it's like, and hear me, you're gonna have to <laughs> track with me as I make the whole statement, right? Mm. Sin doesn't keep us from fellowship with God unconfessed sin keeps us from fellowship with God. Hmm. Sin does break the fellowship. But look, when we confess that sin, relationship with God is restored. Fellowship with God is restored. So it's not like, right, there's a a lot of us that think, all right, sin is the thing that, um, uh, uh, sin is the thing that, irrevocably breaks the relationship that I have with God. So when we sin, we feel as if we need to clean it up first, and then I can come to God sinless, and that's what God wants, but that's not the case. Sin does fracture the fellowship that we have with God, but we can actually come into the presence of God with our sin, ask him to deal with it, and fellowship is restored as we bring it to him, not as we try to hold it by ourselves. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Listen, last thing I want to say is this. Mm. 
the power is not necessarily in the confession. Right. right? Mm. The power for your sin being forgiven this is, is the work of the Lord Jesus. Jesus. Right. So when the Apostle Paul is making this grandiose, magnificent argument in Romans, right. in Romans, in Romans chapter four, you know who he's going to use as proof texts that sins are forgiven by the work of Christ through faith. Right. He'll use Abraham, uh-huh. and then he goes here, right. Psalm 32, right? right, To say that, yo, no, 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 one, one let me check this out, fam. <laughs> Folks always been saved by faith right. in the work of Jesus. Right. Jesus' work actually goes back retrospectively to cover the people right. in the Old Testament yeah. into us going forward yeah. until he comes back again. Mm. But what God does, he doesn't charge us with sin, verse 2. Right. Why? Because he charged Jesus with sin. Right. Right, our guilt, our sin is imputed, given to Jesus, and His righteousness, His perfect righteousness, in His life, death, burial, and resurrection, uh, passive obedience and active obedience is right. applied to us. Right, and there's this great reversal. Right, that the gospel is all about. Right, Amen. the power is in the work of Jesus. Amen. Not in anything we could ever do. Yeah. So, Father, today we come to you, uh, and we confess that we are not perfect and the good news is we're not telling you something that you don't already know father you're not disappointed that we didn't measure up to some idealistic standard father but you want us to come to you just as we are so here we are right now we come to you asking for your forgiveness praying that we would receive joy as a result of it god if this is a check that you've written for our joy we're coming to your presence to cash that check right now father would you give us joy